When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello. Now, chances are you've been sat at home, blankly staring at your walls, wondering where did Game of Opinions go? Well, after a brief sabbatical, we're back to sign off 2020 with a bang. I'm your host, Ben Snowball, and without further ado, welcome to the inaugural Eurosport Star of the Year Awards. Yes, we're back, sadly still on Zoom, but back all the same, and we're here to stick a plaster on anyone still grieving the loss of the Ballon d'Or. The no longer good people at France Football said holding it this year would damage the integrity of the awards, so it seems only fitting that we launch our arguably superior awards in their absence. We canvassed Eurosport's network of journalists to vote for the men's and women's star of the year in football. Today we reveal those results. Although if you're an avid follower of Eurosport on social media or read the unavoidably good content on Eurosport.co.uk and our international websites, there's a good chance you know already. I'm delighted to welcome two heavyweights of European football to discuss the men's award with me. Firstly, Cyril Moran of Eurosport France. How are you doing? How are you coping? Hey, Ben. Always a pleasure. I'm fine, thanks. Could you just give the viewers, uh, or the listeners indeed, um, back home where they are, kind of an insight into what lockdown's going to look like in Christmas? It's quite interesting. In France, uh, actually, we can go to our families, so that's it. But uh, we think that lockdown might uh, last a little longer after Christmas. So more pain, the festive <laughs> yeah. spirit, festive spirit coming from Paris. And we've also uh, got Tom Muller of Eurosport Germany. Uh, sadly, not the Tom Muller you're hoping for of Bayern Munich fame, but the one of Eurosport Germany is not bad either. Tom, how are you doing? <laughs> hey, man. Glad to be the part. <laughs> um, tell, us, tell us just quickly what's, what's lockdown life in Germany. How, how's Christmas going to look out there? Uh, yeah, we're still in, in lockdown too. And um, yeah, we... Uh, until uh, 23rd of December and uh, for Christmas, uh, like Cyril also said, we can meet our families up to 10 people. I think at the moment it's it's up to five only and uh, two households uh, can meet. But yeah, we're holding through. <laughs> Fingers crossed for this. Vaccine. Yeah, <laughs> really, really, really <laughs> need it to be good and to work. So on to the results then for Eurosports Men's Star of the Year. Now, just pretend to be excited if you already know, if you've already seen the results. Without further ado, in third place... It's Bayern Munich and Germany wall Manuel Neuer. Now, he seems to have returned to his best form in the last 12 months. Tom, just summarise why he's been so good. Yeah, uh, the, the German Kraken is, is back. Uh, <laughs> he had just a phenomenal game uh, against Salzburg. And uh, I think that, uh, that showed uh, how good he still is uh, after two large injuries in the last uh, three years. He came back, uh, I think, better than ever before. And he was just a, a major part uh, for Bayern's success last season. Um, was uh, yeah one of the reasons why they won five titles uh, this year. So 
highly deserved to be in the third place. Yeah. Highly deserved. High praise there yeah. from Tom Miller. We move <laughs> on to second place then. And it is... Is PSG and Brazil striker Neymar. Now, some say he carried PSG to the Champions League final. Whether that's true or not, we'll no doubt get to later. But Surreal, why has this been such a good year for the Brazilian? Because he finally managed to carry PSG on his back. It was the, the main goal of his uh, transfer. And uh, now he's the main leader of uh, Paris with Mbappé. But he was the most important player for PSG. And he could have been the first, uh, we'll talk about it, without uh, Manuel Neuer. Because I think Neuer was uh, the man of the final. Yeah, that's true. I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I also agree with that. And now the moment you've all been waiting for again, if you've already seen the results, just imagine, get swept up in it. The first ever men's Eurosports Star of the Year is... Robert Lewandowski. Surprise! Or as you'd say, Tom Muller, Robert Lewandowski. Um, just tell us why he deserves to win the award. Yeah, uh, that's, it's not really a surprise, to be honest. Um, I think uh, it's, very, it's very easy to make a case for him uh, this season. He's highly deserved it. Um, I think he's been the best player on the best team in Europe this, uh, this year. So um, that's, for me, the definition for an MVP. Just short, the, the, the numbers, 40 goals in two, uh, 220, um, 55 goals in the last season, uh, just phenomenal numbers. Already 15 goals this season, this campaign, 2021. Um, like I said, won five titles with Bayern Munich, uh, Bundesliga, Champions League, the Pokal. German Super Cup, European Super Cup. So everything he could uh, achieve, he achieved. And yeah, I, I have no uh, match in mind where I could see him disappear. So uh, he didn't disappear in one match um, all season, all year. And uh, he did it in every competition. He was there in the decisive moments, uh, which he was criticized uh, uh, for not to be there in the past. Um, but uh, this year he did it. Uh, he was there in the Champions League uh, final tournament in the bubble. Like uh, Cyril said for Neymar, he, uh, he carried the team on his back. Um, yeah, for me, it's an easy choice. So obviously, congratulations, Robert. But this wouldn't be game of opinions if we didn't at least try and force some good old-fashioned debate. <laughs> obviously, not everyone agreed with that result. Or I suspect most people will. Um, but given it came down to Neymar v Lewandowski, or as we have in front of me, France v Germany, it seems a good chance to pit your pit you chaps against each other. Um, now, Surreal, I don't particularly fancy being in your shoes, but please try and make the case for why Neymar should have won this award. Uh, for me, when, when we talk about award, we can talk about uh, MVP. Who is the player that uh, make his team uh, great again? Uh, maybe Bayern would have <laughs> That's won. very Donald yeah, Trump. <laughs> yeah, that's very Donald Trump. But um, for me, Bayern would have won uh, Champions League maybe without Lewandowski. Of course, Lewandowski is very, very important to Bayern Munich, but you can name at least two or three players that were uh, as important as him. Uh, Müller, Kimmich... Uh, Thiago, Neuer, of course Lewandowski is the striker, but for me, uh, Neymar is the uh, symbol of Paris Saint-Germain. And for the first time in many, many years, he was uh, the best player on the pitch and mostly during the final eight, which is, I guess, uh, the, the only moment we can judge about uh, this award. So, um, yeah, for me, if we take only the final eight, Neymar is more um, MVP is more than a, is more MVP than Lewandowski because without him Paris would have was uh, would haven't gone to final whereas with Lewandowski um, Bayern would have won it. 
I think. Do you think that's right? Like, do you do you, do you genuinely believe that he was the MVP of the of the final eight? Or have we had to, have we forced it just because I'm thinking back to the Atalanta game? Yeah, of course. And in the first yeah. half, Neymar charging through on goal, goal at goal at his mercy, and he does probably the worst one on one finish I've ever seen. Now I know he's coming back. He hadn't played competitive football in months because league and league and was scrapped. Yeah. Um, and I know that he got progressively better, but obviously in a three match tournament getting progressively better isn't necessarily the best no, thing. It's, to be honest I truly believe he was the the best player during the final eight of course the critics are uh, logic because uh, as you said uh, there was a lack of efficiency that is uh, very important during the, this, this kind of game but you were talking about Atalanta he had records that um, we couldn't see in Champions League for years he was like, uh, for me, I don't know if you remember the, the Brazilian team in 2014, where you have to keep to give the ball to Neymar and he was doing all the rest. Uh, that was the case for Paris Saint-Germain and he was the most uh, important player for the finalists, as I said. Um, yeah, for me, he was the, the best player because he was the only one that can carry on, the sh- on his uh, shoulder a huge team as a PhD. It's a convincing argument, Tom. Do you want to do you want to throw a few punches? Yeah, I uh, I anticipated the argument a little bit, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's it's a little bit of a theoretical question to say that uh, that uh, PSG um, that Neymar is more important for PSG than uh, Lewandowski is for Bayern, because uh, you just can't say how bad Bayern is without Lewandowski because he uh, doesn't miss games. Like Neymar, uh, he missed a lot of games in the last few years, also did last season, um, this year, mostly because of injuries, sometimes because of uh, some things like in September where he uh, where he got the two, a red card for hitting uh, Alvaro, yeah. I think, from Marseille on the back. So that's, that's also Neymar. So it's not only the Neymar we saw in, in Lisbon. It's true, um, surreal, um, that he... That he was really, really good in, in Lisbon. He was really, really good in the bubble. Maybe as good as individual as uh, Lewandowski was, because he also evolved, I think, as a person. Huh? For yeah. the first time, I saw Neymar really uh, picking up as a leader and became yeah. a leader of the team. He was also praised by, by Tuchel and the others. But um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's difficult to say if Lewandowski uh, is as important for Bayern uh, as Neymar is for PSG, because just uh, didn't see Bayern without Lewandowski. He was always there and he was there in every game. And I think the, the, that he's so durable is also an argument for him. Do you not think it's sometimes easy, though, to say, oh, Bayern were the best team, Lewandowski scored all the goals, so Lewandowski deserves the award? I think what Surreal touched on was quite important. And it's similar in the women's side where you've got Olympic Lyonnais sweeping up everything. But maybe there isn't that standout player, and, and we'll come on to that later. But what do you think sets Lewandowski apart from his competition? As, as um, Surreal's pointed out, there are other players, uh, Muller, Kimmich, uh, Neuer, um, particularly Neuer for me. Because in that final, if Neuer wasn't in goal, PSG would have won it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really difficult um, to say because Neuer and uh, and goalies, it's always a discussion um, because mostly uh, individual awards goes to uh, players which are uh, strikers. Uh, we know that um, there's no there's no secret about that. But I think also what's so um, yeah, what's so outstanding for Lewandowski is the is the narrative behind it because he has been phenomenal in all the seasons. So he he's joined Bayern in 2014, huh? and uh, he he striked uh, 40 goals every season a uh, season uh, since uh, 2015. But this year he did another step, and he did it with 
31 years old. Uh, he was good the time before, but this year he evolved as a playmaker. So he was there in the final eight as a playmaker. He, I think he had six assists alone uh, from uh, best, best 16 against Chelsea. I think he had three then uh, against Barca in, in quarterfinals and he had one in uh, against Lyon. Um, he became a, yeah, a real better player. Müller, Müller and, and Neuer and, and Kimmich, uh, they may be as important for the collective Bayern München as, as Robert Lewandowski, but I think um, you could replace them more easy than Lewandowski. You can, Bayern tried it uh, in, the, in the past a few times to put another striker in there. Uh, Müller did it uh, a few times uh, in the last seasons, but they were not near as effective uh, as with Lewandowski. So he's the reason why a good team became such a perfect team. But maybe one of uh, Lewandowski's weakness is the strength of uh, Bayern Munich. Because now when you think about what is the most dramatic game in 2020, uh, I guess we would all pick uh, Barcelona Bayern Munich. And uh, Bayern won it like by, by far. And the hero of this game isn't uh, Lewandowski. So maybe it's the game, uh, the game that uh, when you think about it, you think about Lewandowski. It is the only limit for me in his uh, candidacy. But but I think uh, that's that's just what made him yeah. so special this year. Because exactly. in the last years, I, I had the feeling that Lewandowski, like Neymar, still is, in my opinion. Um, he was just focused on himself. So he wanted to be the best player on the team. He wanted to score the most goals. He complained about the others if they didn't create enough chances for him. But he did it uh, this year. He acknowledged that he can evolve and uh, mature as a player and became a better individual player by not being so selfish on the pitch. And that's why maybe he only scored one goal in uh, against uh, Barcelona and um, the other could shine. But also because he uh, did so many things and he was not as selfish as in the seasons before. So I think that that's the that's the reason why, even though okay, there had been uh, there had been a few games where he didn't shine as much as other players, but yeah. in general, I think he was the focus point of the offensive, and even though by uh, creating chances for others. Brilliant stuff. Well, I've got to say, surreal. I thought you you handled a real kind of hospital pass there on Neymar and uh, and actually delivered it with quite a plum. I don't think Neymar deserved to be in the top five, but now, now you've got me thinking he might have, should have won it. Um, <laughs> thanks to you both chaps. This is the first time you've met. I hope it won't be the last. I hope this hasn't soured your uh, your future friendship. No, no problem. It was awesome. <laughs> always, uh, always trying to keep, uh, catch up with Surreal. <laughs> well, a big congratulations to Mr. Lewandowski, who we, of course, know is a huge fan of the show. But it's time to press on with our next award, the Women's Eurosport Star of the Year. And I'm delighted to be joined by women's football oracle Carrie Dunn, author of two books on the Lionesses, available in all good bookstores, uh, to discuss the Women's Eurosport Star of the Year. Carrie, it has been a long, long time since we last did this over Zoom. So how have you been? How, how is everything? Yes, it has been a very, very long time, a very, very long year. So, um, yes, I've kind of forgotten how to set up my laptop at the proper angles to get the right light. And, yeah, my hair still needs doing, so... Yeah, yeah as does mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> we can all relate. Back to where we were in April. It's all good. So, yeah, just like the Men's Award, uh, Eurosport journalists across the continent voted for their winners. Prepare to be excited. It's results time. In third place... 
It's Manchester City and England fullback Lucy Bronze. Now, Bronze returned to City this summer after winning her third consecutive Champions League title with Olympic Lyonnais. So, Carrie, why has Bronze had such a remarkable year? I think Bronze tends to come up in these um, in these kind of awards because she's so consistently excellent. Um, I think possibly she kind of comes a little bit further down the list in this kind of thing because she's been at Lyon. Um, Lyon is so massively dominant in France and across Europe. You don't have that much time to shine as a right back unless you're getting forward, which is part of the reason that Phil Neville's been trying her out in midfield for England quite a lot of the time, just to give her a bit more kind of attacking uh, practice, I think. But yeah, bronze is creative. She's a, a fine defender. She has great vision. Um, yeah, and as you know, she's the linchpin of the Lionesses side. Beautiful, beautifully put. Let's build the tension then. In second place... It's Arsenal and Netherlands number nine slash number 10 double act. Not quite sure of the position. She kind of plays them both pretty well. Uh, Vivian Miedema, uh, European golden boot winner, top scorer in the Women's Super League. Carrie, what else is there? Vivian Miedema is possibly my favourite player to watch. So you've, in... you've dubbed her Queen Viv. Queen Viv, possibly my favourite player to watch in all of football at the moment. She is just... I, well, I find her entertaining in various senses, both on the football pitch and what she can do with the ball. Like she's absolutely deadly um, within the penalty area, but also kind of further out. Um, she's pinpoint with her passes, but also she's just so very focused on goal scoring. And I'm sure I've told you this story before, but I interviewed her about um, when she scores a goal. You don't see her celebrate very often. It's usually kind of scores, turns away, completely deadpan. And I'm like, why do you not celebrate when you score? Um, she, obviously, she's just broken the WSL goal scoring record in like half the games that anyone's ever <laughs> gone past 50 goals before. And she said, it's just my job. It's just my job to score goals. I'm not going to celebrate just doing what I'm paid to do. So you will see her celebrate goals that other people score. But she just thinks it's just what she does. That's what she turns up to do. And it is what she turns up to do, a goal a game. Averaging a goal a game at that level of football is just incredible. She's just, she's a phenomenon. I love her. Beautiful. Well, hopefully she's listening and she might, she might indeed return that compliment. The thing, <laughs> the thing, the thing I love about her, having spent basically all day watching funny clips of her on YouTube, is that the deadpanness that you said <laughs> from her celebrations indeed extends to her entire life. Um, you, you have no idea what's going on in that head. Like someone will crack the funniest joke, just completely blank, nothing back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Shall we move on to our winner then? Yes, let's. Very excited. So it is time for the big reveal. And in first place, sweeping to victory and earning her place in history and no doubt an update on her Wikipedia page. The winner of Women's Eurosport Star of the Year is... Chelsea and Denmark star Pernilla Harder. Oh, wonderful player. Um, absolutely fantastic player. Just before we get your thoughts there, Karen, I can see you're, you're keen to jump in. Really am. Eurosports Pete Charland actually caught up with Harder to virtually hand over the award. So take it away, Pete. Hey, Pernilla, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Excellent. Glad to hear it. First of all, I guess in many ways, congratulations. We've given you the Eurosports Star of the Year Award at the Best Female Player of the Year. How do you think your 2020 went personally? Yeah, first of all, thank you. And um, yeah, I think it has been a, a really good year with Corona in it also. But uh, but yeah, I, I think personally, football-wise, it has been a good year. Won the chairmanship and the cup with 
with Wolfsburg and ended up as a top scorer in the league as well and playing the Champions League uh, final. So, and then if you don't look at all the results that I just named, uh, then I think the way I have been performing has been been really good. Yeah. How have you found it at Chelsea so far since you made the move? Yeah, I, I just enjoy it. I enjoy every day, uh, every day at training. It's um, it's really good uh, facilities around the team. I feel it's it's really top professional and training with so many good players and also playing games with so many good players is uh, yeah I, I actually just enjoy it. So I want to touch on that a little bit more. What are the main differences that you found so far between the English league and the German league? Yeah, I think it's the level level on more of the games uh, until now I've been playing against Arsenal, Man City, Man United, uh, Everton and all these games has been on a really high level I think. So I think top five, top six in this league is, is on a really high level and I don't think you see that in many other leagues. Um, so yeah, I think that's the big difference. And from a personal level obviously with the amount of money Chelsea paid to sign you, does that impact you in any way or you just see that as a business side of football and you're just there to do your job? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's a good step in a new um, new time for women's football. I think more transfers will come in the future uh, like this and I think that's a good uh, development for women's football that women's football also can be some kind of business. So, so I see it in, it in that way that my transfer might be the start of something new. Okay, that's a good way of putting it, because I remember when Fran was signed, she was the English record, and she, I remember her saying something similar. She was hoping that she could kickstart something. I mean, I think it's definitely moving in the right direction. Um, in terms of the direction the club's going, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but for 2021, what are the aims for Chelsea and for yourself? Yeah, for Chelsea and, and my, for me also, it, it is to win as many titles as possible. Uh, I mean, I want to win win the English League, obviously, uh, coming here. Um, then also uh, the Champions League is a big ambition for the club and we will do everything to to uh, win it this year. Um, but if it doesn't, if it isn't this year, then we will have the same goals for the next season and the season after. That's that's what we are aiming for and what we every day train for to to win these titles. Okay, and from a personal level, I've read the story about the letter you wrote to yourself when you were a kid, the essay you wrote about your aims, and you want to be able to call yourself the best player in the world. Obviously, there's no Ballon d'Or, but you, you've won the Eurosport Star Awards, and there's the uh, UEFA Player of the Year Award as well. Do you feel like you could say you're the best player in the world right now? Uh, I think it's difficult to say. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm up there. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I am the best player, maybe, but because I think there is a lot of good players uh, in women's football at the moment. And, but I'm, I'm getting there, uh, absolutely. And yeah, I will train, train even harder now uh, to, to maintain my, yeah, where I am now and to be even better. So you're saying you're training and you're getting there and you say you want to be even better. What's the thing you want to see from yourself in the next year to help take you to another level? What's the one part of your game you want to really take to a new level? It is to, to keep on performing, uh, to, to find new ways of scoring goals, uh, to be even more um, complete. Uh, and I think everything is just about to, to do everything I do, but in an even higher level. Um, so, But yeah, my first goals now is to to get 
100% into the team and to perform on a high level uh, in this in this uh, club and in, in the English league. And then, uh, yeah, in general, my, my goals is always to develop on everything. Okay, nice. Um, going back in time a little bit more, if you can think back to when you were sort of 16, 17, just breaking through with Denmark, what's the one thing you would tell yourself then if you could go back in time? Yeah, just keep on doing what I'm doing. I think on an early age, I were really hardworking and I had some big dreams at that time as well. Uh, so I would say keep on and believe, believe in the dreams and uh, yeah, work hard for them. And lastly, obviously with you and Magdalena, both Denmark and Sweden are qualified for Euro 2022. What happens if those two countries meet in the final? <laughs> yeah, then hopefully Denmark will win. <laughs> 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 yeah, that that will be um, that would be a dream, I think. Uh, playing a a final in the Euros um, against your partner, then one of us is at least happy after the game. There's not going to be many people who could say that in history. I'll tell you that. Oh, that's true. Um, that's everything from us. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it, and congratulations once again on a great year and best Thank of luck you. for 2021. Thank you. So, Carrie. Harder carried Wolfsburg to the Champions League final, struck 38 goals last season as they won the league and cup double act for the fourth time in a row. She's now at Chelsea, having become the most expensive women's player in history. Just sum up her 12 months. Uh, again, an incredible 12 months, an incredible career as well. Um, obviously, um, goal scoring, breaking all these records. Um, the first woman to win the UEFA award twice. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how she gets on at Chelsea now because... Um, the Chelsea squad is obviously, as we know, filled with amazing international stars um, who play in her position or a similar position. And it'll be interesting to see how she settles in and how she uh, goes forward uh, after this very odd season. I don't think we can really kind of base anything on the kind of couple of months we've seen of uh, 2020 to 2021 as yet. But yeah, just an incredible player. We're so lucky to have her playing in England now. And it's a testament to the quality of WSL now that someone like Harder is coming here to play a domestic football. Just on just on the WSL, because I'm, I'm obviously not everyone is aware the women's game is still growing. Um, you can tell by the, the transfer fee, 250 grand for a record fee is mm-hmm. shamefully low. Is the WSL now strong enough where Olympic Lyonnais grip basically on every competition they enter is going to is going to drop? I think it is getting there. I mean, it is all about money. Um, Leon have had so much money invested in their setup um, for several, several years, many, many years. And that kind of infrastructure is difficult to build up in the space of a couple of years. It's only been a couple of years that WSL has been fully professional. So come back in five years and yes, let's hope that uh, the English clubs can start to compete uh, at the top European level. Hopefully in five years time, we'll both have our hair done and uh, be out of lockdown. <laughs> be out of lockdown Fingers as well. crossed. Uh, Carrie, I'm going to ask you to gaze deep into the minds of all the Eurosport journalists, obviously not a not particularly easy task. Uh, why do you think Harder deserved it, say, over a member of Lyon's unstoppable force? They won the Champions League for the fifth time in a row. The league title for a 14th consecutive season, the Coupe de France, uh, made it yet another treble for them last season. Whether it's Lucy Bronze, uh, Jennifer Marijan or Wendy Reynard, um, these players didn't need to do any more. They they won the lot. So why, yeah. why, why is it that a runner-up in the biggest game of the season has taken this award, do you think? Yeah, it's a good question. I think I think partly does come down to to money. I think people 
look at the Leon squad and their achievements and think that, you know, with that amount of money, they should be winning that, those amount of trophies. Whereas Harden has tended to kind of be at slightly smaller clubs and excelled and helped them to move on to the next level. That's the kind of thing that really catches the eye, I think. I think it's difficult to shine in kind of the greatest team on the continent, whereas in slightly smaller smaller teams, it's easier to, to shine. So it's interesting to see how she'll do at Chelsea, who are obviously um, you know, the best team in England at the moment. Don't, oh God, the Manchester United fans are going to come after me now. But obviously Chelsea uh, are at the top at the moment. Uh, come the end of the season, we'll see what happens. United fans are right to carry done, uh, not Ben <laughs> Snowball, please. Um, Carrie, shine a spotlight for us finally um, on who else has had an outstanding year. You, you are the oracle. It seems strange to restrict you to just three players. Get us excited indeed for, for the next 12 months. Yeah, well, we'll go to Manchester United then. Let's look at one of Miedemar's compatriots, J- Jackie Gronin, fantastic player. Uh, again, um, Netherlands International, uh, and she's been absolutely lighting up the WSL at the start of this season. At Chelsea, there's also players like Sam Kerr, the Australian international who is starting to find her feet a little bit. There's a little bit of needle, I think, between Arsenal and Chelsea fans, between Miedemar and Kerr. So that's going to be interesting to see both this season and the seasons to come after that. And then Manchester City, um, they've got those the Americans who have come in uh, and we've got so these World Cup winners. We've got Rose Lavelle and Sam Mewis and then across the city at United, they've got Tobin Heath. And so, yes, it's, um, it's a really fascinating time and some fantastic players uh, all the way across Europe. And it's interesting to see some of the international top talent basically picking WSL as the place to be. And the mighty Tottenham, of course, with Alex Morgan. With Alex Morgan, yeah. Um, obviously, she's decided to come to England to try and get her fitness pick, back pick, after giving pick the birth. the wrong club. <laughs> so I feel kind of really bad for her. She's obviously not used to the climate. And all we're seeing at the moment is poor Alex Morgan wrapped up in massive puffer jackets, sitting in the stands waiting to be fit enough to play. But it looks like she's getting there now. So yeah, fingers crossed she'll get her chance to shine too. Brilliant stuff. Well, thanks, Carrie, for swooping by. Um, yeah, Hopefully everything just settles down and we can have a more normal 21 and uh, maybe do this in person next time. Wow. Imagine. Imagine seeing people. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> well, that concludes the Eurosports Star of the Year Awards. Congratulations to Robert Lewandowski and Pernilla Harder. All that's left to say is our podcast editor, our supreme podcast editor, Pete Burton, is heading off for a well-earned break. But Game of Opinions will return in some form in 2021. So all that's left to say is a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and please, everyone, say a little Christmas prayer that the vaccines can be rolled out quickly and we can put these Zoom calls behind us. Over and out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.